You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I am Brian Catherman. And on today's episode, we're actually going to look at a viewer or a listener. A questioner, listener. I should say. Oh, it's a good thing this isn't viewer. <laughs> I do have a face for radio. <laughs> so we have an email address, saltybeliever at gmail.com. And we had a question come in this week. And uh, what is that question, Brian? So the, the listener... Um that's a good question. I think context is going to help. Okay. So at the time of the recording, uh, there was a school shooting at a private school in Nashville. That's, That's in right. the news right now. Yeah. But this could be this could this could happen with any many other issues. Okay? okay. The question isn't hinging on that, but I think context is helpful. And the question, and by the way, thank you for thank you for the question. Says, do you ever feel a big tension between your political side and your Christian side? when stuff like school shootings happen. Uh, I immediately want to start readying my political argumentation internally, and I forget to ready myself for gospel argumentation in those scenarios. I get sucked into the wrong discussions. Uh, It's a good question. It is a good question. First of all, I want to break this into some other questions. So, Josiah, um, can you have a political side and and a Christian side... Should those be in line? Can they be? What does he mean by that? And I'm just, that's tough, right? That is tough. And I, the short answer is yes. <laughs> the long answer is it's complicated. I, I think a lot of times we look to politics or world leaders or, or you know, our viewpoints or our party line to right. say, well, this would fix it. If we just handled this issue this way or if so-and-so were president then everything would be okay or, you know, right. if our party controlled the government. And we kind of look to our worldly leaders to, to solve those issues. Do you think Do you think that there are people, the, do you see this, where people conform their faith side to their political side? Sure, right. But if what you're a Christian, you can only believe in this party, right? Right, because, you let, the, because you let the party set the, the agenda, right? Right. Or the politics set the agenda. Um, so... Right off the bat, I think we need to acknowledge that we do have this weird worldly tension in this life yeah. between these conversations. So he has, a, he has a political question, he or she, has a political kind of thing, I'm guessing, based on the context of the circumstances. Does this have to do with Second Amendment, sure. gun control stuff? It might be mental health. I don't know it what It could the, even have to do with, like, schooling. Right, school. Yeah, should my kids school be shooting? schooling? Yeah. If they were homeschooled, this wouldn't have happened to them. Uh, it could be. Um, sometimes these things are mental health things. Sometimes right. it's justice. I mean, sure. Uh, police officer things. Sure. What's the range and rights of the police officers? Whatever. And so, okay. So that's probably the context here. And so I think what's what's interesting and might be worth another podcast conversation at some point is how should our political views be conformed and shaped by our faith views right but what happens is we get in this tension and we sort of compartmentalize and go well that's my politics and this over here is my faith right. we, we and how do they fit together we work the scripture around you know our political party or or we work the political party around our scripture but we don't see that there should be one side right. not two different sides right. right like oh or it's two sides of the same coin as people would say or whatever but that's not always so easy to do I, I remember one time John Piper made this this really theological argument uh, against guns. Okay. Right? And and it was – I like John Piper. And if, if he were on the podcast here, I would tell him, like, I, I think 
your theological argument wasn't good, not because he was arguing against guns, if he was even arguing for guns with his theological argument. The way John Piper understands the Bible, this particular incident was just not a good theological argument. He didn't, he didn't do it well. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, he's done other things better. Sure. <laughs> so just in general, he kind of got sucked up in this tension. Yeah. And and so we all do it. Right. right. We all have the problem. So the yeah. question then is, what happens when these things happen and you let your political side go first? Right. Yeah. I think I have two passages of scripture that help this. Um, one of them is second peter first peter first peter 3 15 this is the you know as we prepare this is the apologist dream verse <laughs> right uh let's get it in context though um i'll start in 13 so first peter 3 13 who then will harm you if you are devoted to what is good but even if you should suffer for righteousness you are blessed do not fear what they fear or be intimidated but in your hearts, regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason that uh, reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if it should be God's will, than for doing evil." Um, always be ready to give a defense for the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. Right. right? And do it with gentleness. And, and I think the idea here is um, don't be afraid of the world around you, but be gentle and be, but take an honest stand. And so when these things happen, when there's a school shooting or right. uh, a tragic Tragedy. event in yeah. the world and we're just dealing with it, rather than, than ramping up on the political side to fight, Right. Say, okay, first of all, is anybody going to ask me for the hope that is in me? Right. Am I, I living such a life that people would which, even ask? Which, if you are stressed out and you get all riled up and you're worried and, and you kind of freak out or, or whatever, they're not going to see that hope in you, No, right? you're going to look just like the world. But if you look different than the world and you can be calm and peaceful. I remember I was managing a grocery store. And there were some riots downtown, and people were flipping. <laughs> I remember cop- that too. <laughs> you were there flipping cop cars and lighting them on fire, and there was just chaos everywhere. And I remember people commenting, "How can you be so calm? How can you be at peace when all this is going on around you?" And I, I, it comes from putting your hope, putting your trust in God. So that that's the first part of it: is are people even going to ask you? Right. Or maybe it's when the event happens, like you just said, right. uh, someone comes and goes, "Man, what do you think of these school shootings?" Sure. And so you go. You know, yeah. it's incredibly tragic what happens right. in this broken world, but I am so grateful that I'm just passing through and the Lord gives us hope. And they go, well, what are you talking about? Oh, what am I talking about? Let me share the gospel with well, you. And right? Jesus himself kind of did that, right? Well, so that's the other passage I was going to go to. Um, I, but before I jump there, I want to say that uh, it's important that when they ask you for the hope that's in you, what are you hoping in? Mm-hmm. The political system? The Second Amendment? Right. The this yeah. thing? The that thing? The whatever or is that going to be your opportunity to speak about the hope of jesus christ right so then you're not and you can come into you can still have a political opinion and you should right Right. and it can come in secondarily to what you just shared 
primarily. Because at the end of the day, you're probably going to have friends on both sides of the spectrum who go, hey, if we did this, it'd be okay. And this other guy says, no, if we did that, then this would be okay. Yeah, what, what, what's going to fix know, the problem? You're going to find what yourself about in the this middle. What about that? Yeah, but based on what I just told you, the key problem is the sinful heart. Right. Okay, whatever we're trying to fix. The key problem, is, and that that's true of all of it, right? That That is at the ultimate end of the day. We have people that don't want to to love their neighbors in certain ways. We have people that are selfish and want certain things. We have people that, you know, that are, and we're arguing over information. We're arguing, but okay, you get over all that because you start with God is the remedy for our right. sinful heart. And that's why, you know, when it comes to sharing the gospel, I love that three circles method. Yeah. You know, where it talks about how we live in a broken world and there's a lot of things we put our hope in, but they're just broken dead end roads. Right. And my wife will tell you, there are times where I think I probably come across as a broken record <laughs> because tragedy will hit and she'll go what, what you know why is this happening and i go well you see we live in a broken world <laughs> you started out with that <laughs> you know? and it's just well, but that's this the is truth. why it's happening you know, why did this happen broke? why you're asking so you know maybe be prepared to give a defense for why bad things happen and we actually see that where is that luke 13 if you're thinking of the passage i'm thinking of which i think the you are tower it is luke 13. That falls yeah, through, yeah that tower jesus is talking i knew about that's that. what you were talking about like hey it's, tragedy happens it's like, luke 12 or 13 i think it's luke 13. so so what's happened is there's a there's an event that has happened a tower you know no fault of somebody i don't think nobody sinned uh and 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 Jesus used a current event of the day. Where is that? Um, yeah, here it is. Luke 13. Think, what verse? Uh, three, oh, four, 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 three, four. Okay, so 13.1. You want to start? Just read 13.1 yeah. through 5. Let's get the context and let's sure. talk about it. At that time, some people came and reported to him about, Jesus, the, right. Right, about the Galileans whose blood Pilate... Oh, that too. Had, okay, sorry, I got excited. Go ahead. Oh, no, there's probably a lot here. Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And he, Jesus, responded to them, Do you think that these Galileans were more sinful than all the other Galileans because they suffered these things? Like, were they sinners and that's why they suffered? That's why Pilate did this horrible thing right. and mixed it. Yeah. And Jesus says, No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. Or, these 18, verse 4 says, that the tower in Siloam fell on and killed. Do you think that they were more sinful than all the other people who live in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. So literally, he used two events of the common, yeah. you know, discussion. Everybody's, you know, one of them they brought to his attention. At that time, some people came and reported to him, hey, right. this bad thing happened, right? right? What do you think about this, Jesus, is probably what they were saying. Uh, these Galileans, uh, Pilate mixed their blood with their sacrifices, which I, there's a, there's probably a lot more there if I had a footnote, but it sounds like something bad, something everybody's talking about. It's a big deal. What do we do with this? This is so horrible. Yeah. And and he responds to them about that issue, but then he takes it one further. And he, by the way, he talks about the bigger issues. He brings it around to theological things and and, and things of salvation. And then he says, no, I, I tell you, or, or verse four, no, I tell you, unless you repent, you will all perish as well. So those people must have perished. Right. What about this? Well, if you don't repent, you're going to have a problem too. Right. But then, and maybe not an earthly problem. Maybe judgment at the right. whatever. And then verse four, though, he brings up the issue. Or what about the eighteen that were killed in this one? Now he's bringing up a current right. issue. So current issues become a good avenue to talk about the gospel. Right. And it's okay to talk about your politics. But the listeners question was like how do i not get sucked into the wrong sure. discussions or how do i and, and he, i think it said here i immediately want to start readying my political argumentation so i think 
I think the reality is we need to say, I have to put that at bay. I have right. to fight that temptation. We're, I got to push that to the side for a minute. We're more inclined to pick up a sword than the sword of the spirit. Right. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah like, okay. but, but it's because we don't turn to God first. We don't immediately in tragedy go, oh, God, yeah. help me. So I think what we need to say is I don't want to take advantage of the situation to right. share the gospel or my politics. Right. But I do know, like Jesus, this is going to come up in conversation. And it's hard. What am I going to say? I feel like that's an easy uh, conclusion to jump to, right? Because I feel like news, media, the world, they tell us in these instances, you know, where we need to turn. There's some different bents. Right. right? Yeah. Versus just, I guess, just hitting the pause button and going, okay, wait a minute. Before I get wound up. What does God's word say? Yeah, and taking a taking a trip around the theological reflection loop. You're doing a bunch of that I'm for school. I'm learning right? that for school. Okay, so um, let me hit pause. If they come and talk to me about the whole tragedy, and they immediately want to talk about the fix or the solution, how do I say? Well, we can put a bandaid on this temporarily, right. but the real problem is the sinful heart. Right. I mean, that's the point Jesus is making here. Right? No, and what I'm not saying is let's use the gun control thing. What I'm not saying is well. The real problem is a sinful heart. Therefore, we should not have a political conversation one way or the other. Yeah. Therefore, we should not worry about gun control. Therefore, we should engage in gun control. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we have a sinful heart, and that's the chief problem. Now that we've discussed the solution for the chief problem, we have to be honest to say not everybody's going to turn to Jesus. Right. So I guess God gives authority to governments. And now, as a voter, as a, as a participant, as one hearing the news, now we can have a conversation about some of the political things. But please know that I want to start with the bigger problem. Like, right. And then you're starting with those things. Right. Then you're moving to because some political Because the other you thing is symptomatic, right? Yeah. And I don't want to come across as flippant. Like a school shooting or a shooting of any kind is a terrible, tragic event. And that's a serious deal. But in that, we jump to, we need more guns, or we need less guns, or whatever. Metal detectors and Instead of jumping to, we live in a broken world. We <laughs> and, live in a know, broken world. And, and Jesus, to his point here in Luke 13, is we're all going to perish. And so, he's pointing them to repentance. Right. So, he's it's that common saying of, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, we're all going to perish. We're, These yep. guys didn't necessarily do something wrong other than being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. You know, I, I was reminded this week of... Uh, I think it's John Harper. He was on the Titanic. He was a pastor. He had got invited over from London to, to America to speak at, I think, Moody. And the Titanic sank, right? And he's floating around going to people going, are you saved? <laughs> you know, and, and doing his best to, like you said in First Peter, give a defense for the hope that's in him. And there, the only reason we know he was going around because he drowned, the only reason we know he was going around witnessing and evangelizing is because his last convert got saved. And told, and about told it. the story. <laughs> you know? This is how I was led to Christ. So now, I remember that from 9 11, right? The yeah. tower fell. There are tons of stories that where people yeah. found God in those moments. And and that's not to say leverage all this stuff for the sake of no. sharing the gospel. But you're gonna have conversations. Right. Uh, what are you gonna do with them? Are you gonna are you gonna advance your political agenda or are you gonna advance the message of the king in which you were an ambassador to? That, I mean, that's what I, you have to ask yourself. And, and that's and at the heart of the issue, I don't think there's anything at the end of the day that we could do to put an end to every tragedy right. in the world. But, because we're not God. Right. But can we use these as opportunities to draw people close to him, to, to point others to him? And, and let's, okay, so let's also just say, this isn't to say you can't have a political opinion. No. As Christians, you absolutely mm. can have a political opinion. And, I have political opinions. 
If you live in America, exercise your voice and vote and your freedom to, you know, you get to speak about this. Praise the Lord, you live in America. But I think it's really important that we recognize that the that God raises up the leaders. He raises up. He's sovereign over this. I mean, Jesus told Pilate, "You wouldn't have any authority if it were not for what you got from above." Right. So, so let's just make sure to remember these are secondary things. Right. That's, I think that's the key. These are right. secondary things, but that doesn't mean they're they're not important. That doesn't mean you don't talk about it at all. But it's amazing when I see Christians who have more bumper stickers about their political agendas than they do about representing Jesus. Yeah. Right? You got and, more and, issues there than you do about Jesus. And sometimes those political bumper stickers are contrary to what God commands us to do in his word. Right. <laughs> Especially when they're not gentle. <laughs> right. <laughs> not loving. Um, it, it feels like a Sunday school answer. But we talk about it all the time. The gospel needs to be primary. Yeah. Because the gospel is the only thing that's going to give us hope or comfort or any of that in any of these situations. So, yes, use your political voice. You know, go there. But start with the gospel first. And and it's not that hard when the conversation happens to say, okay, someone goes, well, this is why, blah, 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 one way or the other. We shouldn't have guns. We should have guns. This thing, that thing. Yeah. And you go, man... I have a lot of opinions about that too, but I know God knows better. Right. And so at least this. And so you might even say something like, man, I hope that the people that were in there knew Jesus and were comforted in that. And and I hope that, and people go, what? Okay, well, if there was a shooting here in the workplace and you got shot, what does that, you're going to stand before God. What does that mean for you? Because the government's not going to help you in that case. The government, the United States government is not going to help your answer when you stand before God. Whether you went one way on the Second Amendment or the other way on the Second Amendment, what say you about how how you're coming into the righteousness of heaven? The man on the middle cross said I could come. I know Jesus and I I love him and his righteousness is on me and I've surrendered to him and he's my Lord. Or, well, I just thought that the United States government was going to get me in. It is tragic when a life ends on the side of the earth, whether it's through a tragedy or just old age, you know, but especially when, when a young kid or somebody uh, loses their life here on earth. But there's a, another side to that reality, too. Like you said, it's either one, God's wrath, or you're immediately taken out of this broken world and, and get to spend eternity with Jesus. Right. You know, so right. there are blessings in this, too. It's opportunity for conversation in that way. And it's opportunity for our own reflection in that way. And so the question is, like, how do I not get, how do I not, how do I not go there? That's what he's. That's what he's asking about. And I think, I think what we do is we say you just have to remember to start with the world is broken. Mm-hmm. Now speak the gospel through that. Yeah. And if you're not reading, if you're not having hope yourself, if you're putting all your hope in the the, the politics of it, right. then of course that's where you're going to go. Hey, right. tell me what. Tell me what. Uh, what's the reason for the hope that's in you? Well, I'm really into politics. Sure. Right. Okay. Well, if you're reading your word, you're in the word, you're praying your word, you're talking it out, you're working with others, then maybe you're going to be more inclined to go that direction there, more. There was a season in my life where I was constantly in the media, in radio programs and podcasts and, and different things, telling me this is what we need to do. And I had a different answer when tragedy struck versus times where I'm like in God's word, yeah. <laughs> marinating in no, that. It, it will. You need to actually have that hope. So, do you have that hope? Now, I'm not downplaying. I'm not downplaying no. that the tragedies are horrible, and we need to do something about it in the here and now. But there is a greater hope. And I think this this listener recognizes that because this question was, I want to do this, but how do I stop and do this? And instead? how do I not? And the, so the other thing too. So how do I not get sucked into the wrong discussions? Mm. 
Well, you only get sucked into what you let yourself get sucked into. Sure. So at some point you say, if this, so you just mentally tell yourself, if this comes up, I'm going to say, man, this is really hard, and I would love to talk about this more, right. but this is so tragic, I'm just concerned about this. Right. You know. And maybe they go, oh, that's really... So I just saw, I forgot the name of the movie, uh, these World War II pilots that had the fancier Corsair, um, and there was some racial tension here, and I forgot the name of this movie now. It's got the same guy that's in the Top Gun Maverick movie. Maverick the two movie. Anyway, this guy's coming in, and he's struggling to land, and he torques the plane up, and he torques the engine, and it flips the plane before, because it's got so oh much torque in it. It flips the plane, and the plane hits the water, right, and the guy dies. And it's really terrible. And all the other pilots run up. And one of the pilots, uh, the Maverick guy, is like, well, he throttled on too fast. Yeah. And the other pilot in the show is, like, crying. And he's, like, feeling the moment. And a little bit later, they're having a conversation about it. And he says, you didn't even give it two minutes to recognize that a pilot died. Yeah. You were just going to the solution. Right. Going to the fix. Right. So maybe just giving it a couple minutes to go, man, let's Which stop for a second. Which that does sound callous sometimes when you do that, right? Let's just stop for a minute and say, people died here. Right, exactly. Maybe we should pray for them. Maybe we should right. think about their families. Maybe we, how do we comfort them? What can we do here? Maybe where, we start there first. That's right? a really good point. Because when you do just jump to the solution, you sound callous. You sound like you don't care. But when you do hit the pause button and, and pray or pray with others, it kind of, one, brings God into the center of it and just helps Bring some healing, too, I think. I think so. Well, that was I a really good so. question. It's a, I really appreciate that it was sent in. I hope that was helpful. Uh, maybe you have some thoughts on the matter, too. Or maybe you have a question you'd like us to discuss here on the show. Send us an email, saltybeliever at gmail.com. And until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.